0: hello and welcome to not for nothing come on down chris and chris you're the next contestant on not for nothing a game show uh what would the not for nothing game show be
1: Uh, you'd have to answer every question in the in the with the phrase "not for nothing." (laughs) (laughs) It's like Jeopardy. It's like what is or who's But you have to you just have to do it as like not for nothing. But it's
0: the same thing. It's just uh, yeah. It's it's just (laughs) the same board. Everything's exactly the same. Yeah. And you just go uh, not for nothing, Alex. But uh, yeah, not for nothing. I'm gonna take uh, bagels. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> not for nothing. But uh, I'd sleep with your wife. <laughs> not, 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 <laughs> sleep with your wife.: <laughs> Not for nothing, but uh, I wouldn't kick her out of bed.:
1: nah. Nah.
0: <laughs> I love the kick her out of bed. like anyone's ever kicked anyone out of bed. Yeah, just get out of bed. What are you doing? Get out. I mean I kick my dog out of bed, I guess.. I,
1: yeah. would,
0: I would kick her out of bed. I like that game show. Not. Nah. For nothing. It'd be fun. You'd be a good host. Yeah? Yeah, you'd be a great host. Hmm. You'd be you you've you have a perfect game show build. You're tall, which is important. Hmm. You're thin. You uh commanding presence. <laughs> you commanding presence. <laughs> you look good in a suit.
1: <laughs> ah why are we uh... If I didn't have to wear a suit, I'd do
0: it. <laughs> we, we're not going back there. Not this week. <laughs> but you have to wear a suit. A game show host that doesn't wear a suit, what is that?
1: They don't take it seriously, then.
0: No, they don't take it seriously. I notice, I've been watching a lot of WNBA, and uh, they—you know, WNBA coaches, they, they don't have to wear the goofy outfits. Like, they can. They have the goofy outfits. You know, like that quarter zips and, you know, whatever, easy slacks. Mm-hmm. that each team has, like the assistants all wear it. But the head coaches, they can wear suits. Most of them do. So is that like, a th- does the NBA, do they have to
1: wear those quarter zips? I, I, no, I felt like they went to it during the bubble and I think they just sort of relaxed their requirements where they're like, now you can just kind of wear whatever you want, I thought. Oh. So they, they all started wearing that stuff. And then I think they realized that they could brand that stuff.
0: Right. That's clothes. what I mean. But like, then do they for like the NFL, you have coaches have to wear coach gear. Like there's like right. eight sanctioned right. outfits, a right. tent for Andy Reid, you know, <laughs> sweatshirt for Bill Belichick. Uh,
1: well, the, in the NFL, you used to have to wear suits and stuff. I, think.
0: I know that's the thing is like, I don't care what the fuck coaches wear. Really? I, I mean, I just, except for baseball players. Cause it's just absurd that coaches wear uniforms. Yeah. Uh, but, Although, but wouldn't they look weird? Oh, I guess if they wore like sort of the NBA version, like if the war, it was like a warm up. Just wear the jock shit. Just wear the same the dumb jock shit. You know, like the the windbreaker. Yeah, like football and the coaches fucking, are like yeah. Are like uh, yeah. Whatever makes you feel fucking masculine.
1: Like, I, I just wear the team's athletic gear. Yeah, I was yeah. at I was at I was at,
0: uh, at uh, Dairy Queen this weekend. Ooh. Uh, yeah, there's a great Dairy Queen down the road from us. It's like an old timey Dairy Queen. I mean, 70s probably, 60s, 70s. But it's great. Uh, people just flock there. I don't know why, because there's other Dairy Queens, but this one just gets slammed. And it's like, you can't go inside of it. You know, it's just a window. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Love like, it. as we were leaving, like, a, a probably like a 6 to 10-year-old, in that range, a softball team. Like, they all came. Mm. And they are wearing, you know. And I was like, there's nothing cuter than kids in baseball uniforms. Easy. Which is... Which, no, I mean, I'm not. Like, I mean, the only thing cuter is kids not in baseball uniforms, am I right? Oh I mean, you fucking took it there. I'm just being an innocent guy. You're the pedo, not me. Don't fucking put words in my mouth. Woo! <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So I was like, it's adorable kids in baseball uniforms. Yeah. I can't even say it anymore. The, the, you fucking ruined it. You just made it gross. You made it gross. I don't like this. I'm out. I'm out. Fucking. I'm out. Whatever. Anyway. What the fuck?
1: What are you doing? I don't know. That's me. Not done. Just mix it up. Good God. Oh, man. Oh, man.
0: Uh, anyway, let's change the subject.
1: There's not there's not many times. I could, I could, I could, I could, I could just get you like that, man. That's a good one. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, one. I'm like, I have Usually tears. You of- could roll with anything and just go in on anything. But that one, yeah. Too too far.
0: Good to know I have a line.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and that line is diddling fiddles.
1: <laughs> Being a groomer.
0: <laughs> now, I didn't say I wouldn't groom. I didn't say I wouldn't groom. <laughs>
1: there he is. Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, So I have this. Oh, there is so something what kind oh. of
1: blizzard? <laughs> I always
0: get the same blizzard. It's a Butterfinger oh, blizzard. Yeah. You know, one blizzard kind I can't of even guy? say Butterfinger now without. I'm like, well, is that going to be an innuendo for pedophilia? <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to have to cancel Terry Queen's. Not for nothing, but. Uh, <laughs> I like a good butterfinger. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Exactly.
0: Let's take a butterfinger in our blizzard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man to go with this? Yeah, Butterfinger. I've, I've been getting the same goddamn blizzard. I don't even like Butterfingers.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I could never, never imagine you a Butterfinger. Have you ever even tried to eat a Butterfinger? Yeah, or, when I was a kid, it, like, I was like, these bur- are disgusting. It like
0: burns your mouth, it like sticks to your teeth and just makes you have cavities. They're terrible. Yeah.
1: Is there, yeah.
0: But in a blizzard, I've always got them. I'm deeply satisfied by them. I love, I, it's the only way to go. Huh. It's the only way to go. Uh, <laughs> what do you get in your blizzard?
1: I mix it up a bit, but I do. I do love the, like the Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, that's that's a that's a popular one. I don't I'll go the Oreo if one. like there's
0: nothing else on the board. That's why I got Roscoe, and he was fucking yoked.
1: Oh, he I bet. he's
0: like a, he's a he's just getting into ice cream, and so <laughs> we've been to. Usually, it's just like vanilla with like chocolate, whatever, like hot fudge. Mm. But I don't want to I don't want that mess. So I was, yeah. like, I was like you get again, the little mini blizzard, and he was pissed. He was, like, this is awesome ice cream. And then he tried it, and he was, like, oh, this is wonderful. This is fine. <laughs> it's just delicious. It's not a blizzard I would enjoy, but. No. I did see, uh, you know, like, I, I never get the treats, you know? Like, I never get, like, when I was a kid, I did. Like Top. No, no, like, I'd get, like, a dilly bar or a, you know, like a, a, hot fudge Sunday or like the other things that aren't blizzards but ever since i feel like once blizzards came around i was like well this is all i i'll get now but yeah I, I was looking at like the other things like a mr misty float that's pretty refreshing hmm. it's nice and a and a peanut butter parfait or peanut buster parfait oh yeah yeah
1: no i always i was just a,
0: always a blizzard guy. i didn't it's want anything too else. much of a commitment
1: yeah you know what and i i i don't like sundays and hot fudge yeah, I don't either. I can't. I can't stand the, the hot fudge stuff. I don't need it. It takes away from the ice cream. I get a peanut butter
0: sundae when I get Sundays. Mm. I know, which is crazy. Uh, uh,
1: peanut butter. I mean, peanut butter and ice cream is good.
0: Yeah, peanut butter milkshakes like probably my favorite ice cream treat there is. This is better. This is wholesome. This is nice. This is <laughs> way better. This is where you I need to. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to make it gross again? <laughs> no. I'm gonna. So, right. have you ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> I watched this movie last night, Chris, Oh, and I watched it on purpose. I looked it up because I had heard about it, and I was like, I, ha- I can't even, I have to watch it. I stayed up late to watch this movie, and I wanted to know if you've ever seen it. It's called Tiptoes. No. No? No. Oh, Chris, if I told you there was a movie that starred uh, Gary Oldman, Patricia Arquette, Matthew McConaughey, Kate Beckinsale. be like that, that was in like two, made in two thousand six. You'd assume you know know about this movie, right? You have me at, at Kate Beckinsale. Right. Now let me tell you what the premise of the movie is. Matthew McConaughey is a firefighter instructor. And Kate Beckinsale is an artist and they're lovers. They're engaged, right? Sure. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's brother is Gary Oldman, right? It's established sure. early on in the movie. Kate Beckinsale gets pregnant. And Matthew McConaughey, you'd think, would be very excited, and it's an unexpected pregnancy. But he, you know, they're very much in love, and he has a very adverse reaction to this, <laughs> to this news. And uh, do you want to know why? Not the baby's not his, because he's the only non-dwarf in his family. He comes <laughs> from an entire family, Gary Oldman included of midgets or little people. Sorry, I will refrain from using the M word. And that's the movie. You meet Matthew McConaughey's entire family, cousins, uncles, whatever. Gary Oldman walks around on his knees for the whole movie. Oh, and has his like feet CGI'd out. <laughs> or rides a motorcycle with the like a little box that blocks it. Uh there's <laughs> it uh Peter Dinklage is in it. And he has an, un, an, an unnecessary French accent. He's French for some reason. <laughs> do you, uh, you want to hear more? <laughs> yeah, please. This is, movie was made. Matthew McConaughey goes to like these... He, has, he goes to like an annual little people festival. And he like... <laughs> and he's dancing with them. And, and, it, and everyone in the movie... It's so bizarre that Gary Oldman is like little and... Playing a little person and also playing Matthew McConaughey's twin brother, given their probably fifteen years difference in age. Yeah. Okay. Do you, now. Are you in? Are you in so far? Is this a movie you want to watch? Do you? Is this a movie you believe exists?
1: No. No. Like, why are you? So you're putting Peter Dinklage in, which makes sense. He's Gary Oldman's having- buddy. But then you're having Gary Oldman in, who's, who's not a little person.
0: Oh, I forget to tell you the opening scene of the movie is Peter Dinklage and Gary Oldman on motorcycles, but they're trikes, right? Sure. But they're biker guys. That's their thing. Like they're kind of white trash, they're bikers. <laughs> so, uh, and, and all of a sudden you see Patricia Arquette, who's got, uh, she has those like braids, those Bo Derek, like I went on vacation in, sure. in yep. Jamaica braids. She gets kicked off of a bus. Uh, and so Peter Dinklage sees his opportunity, the French motorcycle bandit that he is, and he's like, I must go to save <laughs> her. And he pulls up and she's like, What? And he's like, Get on the back. And uh, after that, they're in love. There's a sex scene between she, them. Yeah, of course. She, she looks at him a little weird at first, but then, and, and I'll, I'll let spoiler alert, the I'm last. Sure she, he has a big butterfinger. There's so. a scene in the movie, uh, there's a marriage that, ha- that happens. And uh, they attend, but they attend like in the, like, they don't want to like sit in the seats. So they just kind of like lay in the grass with a bottle of whiskey. And he, uh, to, to signify that they are now formally together, he also has braids.
1: Oh, great.
0: So now they both have braids and they're, they're an item.
1: Wow. She's, no, she's not supposed to be a little person, right? No, she's normal.
0: Okay. Or not normal. She's regular. She's big people. What would, whatever right. that would be. Everyone's sure. normal. Everyone's normal.
1: Yeah, she's a big so, person. Here's I just I just looked this movie up real quick,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and here's a little piece of trivia for you that might help explain the whole thing. Oh, I know, I, I know everything. Was, the director was, was fired. The original director was fired. Well, he wasn't fired. He was. It's well, this says he was fired after he turned in his cut, and the whole film had. To yeah, be re-
0: no, yeah. no. So he turned in a hundred and fifty minute cut of the movie. It's it, and then That's and which they showed at a festival, the studio took that film and made it a 90 minute film which and then he wanted his name off of it. So the 90 minute version is is what you get. If that 150 minute version exists, I want it. Because there are some scenes in this movie that are like surprisingly good. I guess because the acting is sort of good. There there maybe two scenes. The rest of it's bonkers. It's edited insanely. So and the guy that directed it is the guy that he's like Danny Elfman's Old buddy from way back. He also did the movie Freeway, which, if you haven't seen, I highly recommend.
1: Oh, I remember Freeway.
0: It's so good. Freeway is like one of my favorites. And so I was like, I'm in. Like, Freeway, I mean, it's a crazy movie. If you haven't seen it, it's Reese Witherspoon's Tour de Force. <laughs> uh, he never directed anything after Tiptoes. Like, he just disappeared. This is, the, this is, the, this is it for him after making Tiptoes.
1: So Peter Dicklich says, the original director's cut was gorgeous. But the people who fired Bright ruined the movie. Because after they re-edited. I mean, I think it, it does little people justice.
0: <laughs> but wait, can I, tell you, can, do, can I tell you how it ends? Sure. I'm not watching this movie. Okay. <laughs> you have to at least watch some of it. Because it's free on Amazon. You have to at least see Gary Oldman. I mean, I'm like, dude, you don't have... Like, you could do... He's done Black... He's done, he's done everything now. Has he? he? Yeah, he's, he, he does like, well, he does like a, uh, no, he doesn't do black, he does like a uh, a black adjacent character. What one, well, I don't know what we call them anymore, yo boy, like some a white person that acts like they're black. Oh, uh, uh, okay. There's a term, but I think it's been canceled. Did there. that? What? Gary Oldman yeah, done true that True Romance, role? True Romance, he does it.
1: Yeah. Oh, True Romance, yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, he's fantastic. It's yeah. a it's a perfect role because people do act like that, and he does it so well. And like they, they're like he's, They one of them says like he swears he's Cherokee, but I think he's just white. Anyway, <laughs> flat. So Matthew McConaughey is like you think he's cool. The family's all meet, Everything's chill. The wedding, it's like great. He's married. The kid, the baby's born. It's a dwarf, and Matthew McConaughey is not okay with it. He's he's really struggling with it. And it's months, and he's like, he just, he's, he's, he has like a crazy scene where he loses his mind a little bit. Kate Beckinsale goes and finds Gary Oldman living in a cabin with Peter Dinklage and Patricia Arquette. It's like a white trash cabin, and she's like, I just need to get away and stay, stay somewhere for a couple of days, so she goes to to Gary Oldman's house. Uh Gary Olman loves the baby obviously cuz it's a little person and he he you know finds something in it. Uh Matthew McConaughey comes back and is like, "All right, I love you. I love my baby whatever." And she's like, "You can't get over the fact that you don't that he's a little person and I can't have you be around him." And basically and he's like, "Okay." And she's like, "All right, I'll see you never." Uh flash cut it's a campfire, Kate Beckinsale, Gary Ullman sitting by the campfire, and Kate Beckinsale says to Gary Ullman, Rolf, which is his name, Rolf, it's okay to kiss me. They kiss, credits roll. <laughs> that, that, that is how tiptoes end. The most bonkers ending of a movie not, I- not about little people. Like not that. Like, can you imagine a movie in the last twenty minutes? The, the the main character's wife goes to the brother's house. They have like one moment. The the main character is just gone, and she just moves on with her, the brother and uncle of the child. And that's <laughs> the, the end. It's, it leaves so many questions. No one's happy about this answer. N- there never had there been like a romantic relationship established between these two people at all it's so it's so insane it is so insane i was like like midnight last night when it ended i was like i was like talking to i was like what did i just witness and how has no one ever talked about this movie before how is this like not the first thing people talk about when they talk about matthew mcconnell it is crazy the whole thing is but, It's it's just unbelievable, and so, dear listeners, it's free on Amazon right now. If you got ninety <laughs> minutes, <tip laughs> go toe, outside, do something. Tiptoe. No, don't listen to Chris. <laughs> just save yourself an hour and a half. No, you wouldn't save yourself anything. It's it's you, it's it's, why, it's so. How do you find the weirdest it's fucking movie? So worth it. It is so absolutely worth it.
1: You you literally you have like a sixth sense or a gift or something. Like it's so it's so it's crazy to me that you you can just sort of find these movies. Yeah. Or they find you or something. I don't know what it is. It's like you have a seventh sense or I something. I think they
0: do find me. I don't know how I don't know it was like a a rabbit hole. Like it just was a weird rabbit hole that suddenly I was like I couldn't even like what as soon as I as soon as it was brought into my world, my personal being, like it was like I was like, I have to watch, like I have to watch that within date. Like I, I and, I, and for a minute, I thought I was gonna watch it with Kristen, but then I was like, this probably isn't gonna, you know, she's not gonna want watch. this. Yeah. And I watched it, and man, oh man, I like I, I implore the world to watch it, mm. because there is there is one sp- scene specifically, and I want to spoil it where like true magic happens. Like it is a really. It's a great, it's a great moment in filmmaking, <laughs> but it's also hilarious. <laughs> it's hard not to laugh at the Gary Oldman parts. Like, you have to, like, you have to laugh. None of the other stuff's particularly funny. Like, it's all, like, normalizing dwarfism, and there's a lot of, like, they talk about, like, how, like, ba- like there's a lot about, like, information about, like, what happens if you're raising a dwarf baby and all this stuff? Like it's almost like a PSA in some parts. Like it's so delicately done. It's definitely not meant to, whatever. Uh, chari- yeah, it's just chari- a it's just a chari- normal chari- story that happens to have you know. Well, the, the I mean the the conflict is this person this this big person right, and what, this little right. people family. I mean. but but the, not. But the Gary Oldman the Gary Oldman CGI missing feet, like missing, like you, he's clearly walking around on his knees, and and like they give him like a big shoulder pad or a hunchback i don't know why to make him I, and and like he also has a prosthetic nose for no reason <laughs> and he, i don't even know what he's doing like i don't even know what he's trying to play in the movie but you ha- you have to like at one point he's <laughs> he's standing behind a bar but it's a little person's bar and like just he goes does anybody want a cocktail and they just cut to him <laughs> he's just <laughs> Clearly on his knees behind this little bar, this little mini bar. And then Kate Beckinsale walks over to him and she can't talk to him. So she crouches down and I'm like, "What? what? It's so... It's so insane. It's just insane to think like they were doing this. Like seriously, doing this as a movie. Like they would go into their trailers afterwards and be like, Gary Oldman would take the shoes off his knees like he was, you know dwarf on golf like it's just bonkers
1: it's bonkers all right i'm over this let's move on i'm sorry <laughs> i don't think you understand how I, don't, I don't care anymore uh, <laughs> i'm past it
0: you're you're out of your mind i
1: i it's it's not it's not it's it, you gotta watch it you can't Though, keep talking about it it's not gonna work like it's not gonna you're not gonna get me there you're not gonna get anyone else there like either someone's gonna watch it or they're not we, get, we can't there's no point in just kind of keeping rehashing everything okay what do you got <laughs> no more movie talk <laughs> no more kids baseball uniforms and no more movie talk <laughs> what, what do you got uh i don't know man i you want you want to just like go to sports i don't even know how to follow up with this now like i this is just i feel like this is a this is sort of a segue killer no way well yeah there's no there's There's no no, there's no easy
0: way to go there's no easy way to go like well nikola Jokic won a championship did you see that
1: yeah Go from did, little people to big people? I don't, like, I don't
0: know. <laughs> we could. We could. Uh, All right, Chris. Did you watch the NBA Finals? I did. Let's not tiptoe around it, okay?
1: Yeah, fine. Uh, I did. You did? Uh, you watched yeah. the final game? I watched the final game. I was really nervous for a long time during that game that I thought Miami was going to win that thing. Um. When? When did you think they were going to win it? The whole time. Really? Yeah. I don't. And and as someone who was assuming and was hoping that Denver was going to win the series, like, I just, like, Denver wasn't playing great. They were missing all their shots, basically. Yeah, every opportunity was there. The last two games, if you're, if you're, like, yeah. I, I,
0: I'm quite, like, Spo, I mean, did Spo do it? Like, did Spo get them to the place where it was close enough? So that then his players need to make shots and win, or did
1: Spo kind of fuck up? I can't decide. Uh, I think it's yeah, I think it was on the players because like, uh, Jimmy Butler was playing terrible. Like nobody was really playing good except for like Max Struess and Bam out of bio. And I mean, in the last the last game, in the last game, well, Bam yeah. was cooked.
0: Like he was cooked. I'm sure he played fine. But he was like, he was dogging by the end. Like, he just couldn't, he was ineffective. So then, like, Kyle Lowry's your best player on the court. Like, what's happening at that point? Like, what, how do you not put in Tyler Hero or make some sort of adjustment? And the, like, the, the, the point guard switch onto Jokic. Like, I don't even understand how that was a strategy.
1: Well, I, it kept I mean, does you, that. it doesn't they, they hunt Gabe... that matchup, that mismatch, and you can't sort of stop it, right? Like, you, you, they just, they just call the guy over who's, who's the the guy that you want to get the matchup on. And then you and got they, Gabe they, Vincent they... guarding him or right. Kyle so, Lowry. Like, it's, him. it's like, it's almost unavoidable. You can't, you can't really stop that sort of switch. Um, but they, I think what they started doing is like they'd go back and forth through the zone and stuff and it would, you know, try to stop it, but, it's weird because Denver doesn't do it all the time, which I thought was a weird thing. It was like, you should just keep doing that until they can prove they can stop it. But they would go away from it. And then I think that's when they would kind of struggle. And Miami would kind of clamp down defensively. And it was like, it was a weird sort of back and forth of like, who actually is it going to sort of take these games, well, right?
0: I also, like, I've, I've seen Spo. I mean, I, I personally, as a Sixers fan, in two playoff series, the Sixers have played the Heat, where the Heat just beat them up like they're just like we're just gonna beat you up like we'll we'll put in fucking guys that'll just like foul and we'll foul until like the refs can't call fouls anymore and maybe we'll piss you off enough that you'll foul and then you'll get you get you out of your game
1: which and, is totally Game Five of this series, right?
0: Until it wasn't. It? Then he gave up. It's like it's like yeah. his, they're like they went nice all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah. what? Zeller should be out there getting five quick ones. Like you should be frustrating these players and like and Porter Junior. Like he's meant for it. Like all of these players are so easily rattled, but like Denver's too nice and Spo like pulled like backed off the gas. And the second half they had none of that and they just played a weak third quarter. Like so weak. Like it's a turd. And I, I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Like this is this is the fucking it I was just i th- I hated it, I hated that game, and anyone that's like it was a great series it was a hard fought series, I disagree. I think it was a dog shit series. I didn't enjoy any of it oh really? I thought it sucked I loved it all until last the, the final game I thought it all sucked. I thought it all sucked i, I thought Miami do that, looked that... overmatched and fucking tired in game one. I thought they made a minor adjustment like the the game that they won like was they only won like it took. It took eight fucking Duncan Robinson points to swing that game, and they could never do that again. They could never have one person get hot until Jimmy Butler did it way too fucking late in game five. I was, I was completely disappointed. And, and, and Butler fucking no-showed for the series. Like, and this is a guy that put 50 on fucking Giannis. Like, this is a guy that, like, got them there. And for him to just fucking disappear, it's, it's embarrassing. The heat sucked. They sucked. Well, I
1: I mean, I think they
0: they were—they were were shitty team that sucked. They got there, whatever, but they sucked. I mean, the
1: Nuggets didn't even play. The
0: Nuggets didn't play a good team. What they didn't play a good team. They played two play-in teams to the championship and the and the Western Conference Finals. Who else did they play?
1: Well, the point is that they were the number one seed. Like they're not really going to play the good teams. Like right, I mean, they I know they just played shitty teams. They played all the shitty teams. Yeah, but that's what they, they I mean, that, I don't care about that. that. That's not like a thing. All teams are good and they're all in the NBA and they're all, you know, like, they, you know, they, they're just a really good dominant team. I'm not taking anything, anything away from Denver. West. I'm
0: not taking anything away from Denver, but it would have been cool if for somebody to play them well. It would have been cool if they played a good team. That's all I'm saying.
1: Well, who's a good team? Who do you think could have actually given them a series and it actually could have beat them?
0: That's a good point. I don't know but the Bucks. Probably
1: the, the Bucks might be like way overrated, and they're lucky they got a championship a couple years ago.
0: You think? And maybe
1: like Giannis can't do it all himself. Who
0: else do they really have? I thought the Bucs were, were great. I thought it was going to be Bucks Denver for sure, and I don't want that. Like, but what I did want is like Miami to show up, and they just didn't show up.
1: I, I think with a lot of teams that, that kind of have these runs and playoffs and stuff is that they played way beyond their means, and at some point it was, they were going to come back down to earth. Yeah. You know, like and also they were also injured in, in you know, struggling and health wise too, probably to some degree, that they maybe they could have made it a little bit more of a series if they were, you know, like a, if 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 you know through all this stuff, like Jimmy Butler was obviously affected from that from that New York series and twisting his ankle or whatever, you know. I think and, he's affected from Shakira. I think it's Sha- Well, was he getting Shakira?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Shakira huh? Shakira's the new Jessica Simpson. She showed up and he like ate his balls and was never good again. Uh, hips don't lie. I know. Whatever,
1: whatever.
0: <laughs> You're like forty years older than him.
1: Uh, I I just like it's. They, I mean, listen, they tried their, they tried really hard. I, I was a little nervous there at times, but th- in the end, I it, it always felt like every game that Miami just ran out of gas, and they were. And I think that was the point that I think Spolstra probably knew that, but he's like, we're gonna go as hard and as and as fast as we can for for the first half or first three quarters and then see what happens in the end to see if we can, if we can kind of get there. But I think it, you always knew that at some point they're hot, sh- you know, shooting to start games would cool off or they would just sort of run out of juice at the end of a game. Cause they just didn't have enough bodies and legs to get them there. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, but it was pretty, I thought it was a pretty admirable effort for them on their, on their part in game five. It was, listen, that's the whole thing. And we talked about this, I think for weeks now is that if Denver's not shooting, if they can't make shots, they're gonna be in trouble, right? Because that's just sort of there, and, and, and you know, Miami went to the muck-up game. But I think what I disagree with you on on that and the physicality is that Denver wasn't nice. It's like they didn't back down. It's like they went back and got physical back with Miami. Miami's like, oh fuck, we're in trouble if we could try to keep doing this. Uh, and the refs just sucked in Game Five. Like they weren't calling fouls on both sides, even though they were calling a lot of fouls. But I thought it was a lot of bullshit stuff going on there too. I mean, it I it's just, it, it's a guess, It really it's felt a like, and I, you know, I'm not that kind of guy. And it's more your your purview is that that really felt like the refs were trying to extend this series, like at least one more game. Oh, and what gives were, you that
0: idea? When Jimmy Butler kicks someone in the balls on a three pointer, and they give the yeah, foul they're, to they're, the, but
1: there was a dozen other examples and stuff, I and know. and there was no calls on Denver a lot of times. Yeah, it's a, it was a, a, the. A, Kudos but Denver wasn't Denver. doing themselves any favor Co- by Co- missing shots. You no, know? no, so for like, sure.
0: But I hate that. I hate that idea too. It's like, oh, if the refs are bad, if you just make your shots. But the thing is, the refs throw you out of rhythm by doing that. The refs, the refs being bad. I, I don't, I don't need to belabor the refs' point. I think it's a proven fact that refs keep games close. It just, it's just what it is. It's just done. I'm like,
1: at, at times, I, I feel like the argument. it's just an accepted
0: they, point now. It's like, what's you know? To my, remember when people, people would be like. Oh, you shouldn't sing in a car commercial. Like you're selling out, you know. And now it's just like, oh yeah, everyone's in a car commercial. Like everyone's (laughs) song's in a car commercial. It's like now it's just like, oh yeah, referees they cheat. Like that's was part of it. It's like more exciting for the game.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think also refs sort of get a feel for the game too. Like, all right, Denver's not shooting great, so like you know maybe this game will be a little bit closer. So let's call this you know let's call this one way or another. Maybe because we can, you know, there there might be some sort of you know, backroom deal that the, 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 the NBA sets up and goes, listen, if, if the the dominant team's not playing well, let's, let's maybe, you know, we give a few more calls to Miami and see how this game goes. You know, we keep it close. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, it's not, it's not, you know, but if, if Denver was dominating, there's nothing they can do about the calls and stuff anyway. Well, if either team was making
0: any three pointers, it would have been a different game.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah. it, It could go either way. Yeah. Um, but it was it does, good. It
0: does speak to the like, the like live by the three, die by the three. Like what? Here's the here's oh. the new NBA, and what Absolutely. happens when the new NBA doesn't work because teams aren't making them? It's an ugly fucking like. Then it's nothing. Then there's nothing.
1: Yeah, like, I just I feel like teams don't figure out how to sort of play differently than when when you're not shooting. Yeah. Right. And it's and it's not. I always hate to think because everyone's like, "Well, you got to keep shooting because you're gonna, you know, like eventually you'll make them." It's like, "Well, but these guys aren't knocked down like shooters, right? They're not Steph Curry. Steph yeah. Curry should keep shooting. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mike Porter Jr. Uh, you know shouldn't keep shooting, yeah. you know, after he goes 0 for fourteen or whatever. Like, that's... oh my god, did you
0: hear fucking? Did you hear Mark Jackson? Like he goes 0 for fourteen, and then he makes like one three pointer, and Mark yeah. Jackson's like, "I just love the way he's been playing this entire game." And I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, I like that's the most blunt Like, what are you fucking?" T- well, I
1: think he was doing other things. He I, he had like a you know a dozen rebounds or whatever. Stanford, he was doing other things a little. Stanford, bit. He
0: stepped up his are, game. He had a little more energy. Mike Breen it goes, to like gives it a beat and then goes, "Yeah, I mean up to that point he was only two for fourteen or whatever." Like right, Not to like right. not to overshadow him, but to also kind of throw a little shade his way. Like
1: I think yeah, I think he was balancing him out. There could
0: not have been there is not a worse announcing team in the history of basketball. That those three are are just absolute garbage like who do you who who would you want in there instead that they that they offer up i would rather have doris burke and pj carlissimo to be honest with you oh god, i know but i'm just saying like i like the i like who's the who's the person that doris does Do, do you do like just eating a jar of sour cream What's no no but what's her, what's the guy that that's that, what fucking PJ is. Like, like, I don't want I I, I I don't want to listen to PJ Carless. I fucking hate him with all my heart. But who's the guy that she usually does uh, games with? Can't remember his name. He's a black fella. He's like, Hubie Brown. No he's fucking Hubie. <laughs> anyway, I don't think there's a great option. I honestly don't Mark hate. Jones? Is I don't, it Mark Jones? Mark Jones. Yeah, and I don't hate Reggie. Uh, to be honest with you, I I I'm not I'm not anti Reggie. I just think that there's like the like. Stan Van Gundy has n- no original thoughts anymore. He just like it's it's funny to me that they could sit there and and he does the whole like that's a foul, that's a foul, that's a foul, that's a foul, and like just sits on his high horse. And then when Butler clearly foul kicks the guy in the nuts or whatever, and and but they don't call it. Like they usually they'll just be like, oh well, the ref said it, and so we agree with it. But then this one time they're like oh, well, we spent three minutes telling you about how this wasn't going to be a foul, and now we just have to... I'm like, well, what... Are you calling the game, or are you just giving your own opinions on everything? Like, it's just... Yeah,
1: I, mean, I think it's both, right? Like, that's just what... I mean, but everybody... They barely,
0: to... They're barely calling the game. It's just Stan Van Gundy, or Jeff... Sorry, Jeff Van Gundy is just constantly... He's the worst. He's like... The, you... he's, so, okay. he's the terrible.
1: Let me ask you this, though. Does, yeah. Does Troy Aikman do anything different? And you like mm-hmm. Troy Aikman, so that's why I bring it up. Like, does he really do, is he really doing anything different than those guys are doing? They're, maybe they not. all They all follow maybe a pattern, there isn't,
0: Maybe there isn't a good way. Well, first of all, I think three people in a booth is stupid I, in any, in any yeah, sport. I agree with that. In any sport. It's, it's totally pointless. And I don't understand what they bring to the game. I get what Breen's doing. He's doing a voice, and he's calling a game.
1: Yeah, I love Bree, yeah. man. I don't know if anybody's better than he's
0: doing. He's it. fine. Whatever. Like, they're all, that job in the NBA is just weird. From Marv Albert to fucking Kevin Harlan to Iron Eagle, all that weird, whatever that voice is that is unnatural that they like think is a sports calling voice, whatever. Like, they're all fucking weird. It's just a, that's a weird personality. It's a weird person. Okay. I don't care. But the person, the, the next person, like, I don't mind if it's like, Reggie or, like, whatever. Like, somebody that, like, understands the game. Doc Rivers just did a podcast with Bill Simmons, which I expected to hate listen to, but it was actually pretty good. Doc's smart and, like, calls up, like, good... Like, his he, he's really good at remembering, like, certain players' attributes, like, how the game is coached. He remembers parts of the game. Like, he's, he's got insight. And, like, I'd, I'd listen to Doc call a game... He used. To, I think sure. he used to
1: be pretty good at it when he was doing it back in the day. Yeah. So
0: like, if it was Doc and and Breen, I'd listen to that for sure. Like that's there's, you know, like the I guess that's the Clyde and Breen thing, but Clyde's insane. So like, <laughs> right. I you know, I
1: mean, yeah, you you almost have to be Clyde, but not insane. To, right. Well, no, like, but th- yeah, to, to sort of go that far off like the page. You know, of like what normal guys do It's like, just to have because you're a little more entertaining that way. Then you're, you're also more, a little, yeah. But you're always. I think you're always. The problem is, is you're always sort of riding the line of like being annoying or just being too boring. I just don't understand what's like, the there's problem. There's no happy with, medium. With, I think you with have to actual have your, your little...
0: analysis. Like, I don't understand why it has to be this entertainment. Like, I like. I don't like. I don't understand why the MBA or or what the what it is that like. You can't just have somebody that has like insight that is interesting talking about the game. It has to be like all this like personal bullshit. Like,
1: see, that's well, see, and that's where, and I know you're not going to agree with me on this, but that's where I love Hubie Brown because he's just always trying to like sort of teach and explain Hubie, the game to you. Whatever, Hubie's fine. I'll, I'll give you Hubie, and I, I want to you know, just make it. Really I want to make you know it abundantly really clear that, and that and I hate PJ
0: Carlissimo. Like, no one can go. I d- dis- I wasn't saying I wanted PJ Carlosimo. I was saying the game was so bad that I would rather have Doris Burke and PJ Carlosimo. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that's how bad these guys suck. Okay.
1: No, I, I see. I disagree. I would rather have these guys than than I, give me Doris Burke any day of the week. But I'd rather have these three guys than 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 PJ, um, because at least they bring a little something. Uh, but I will say I, I think what you're trying to uh, ex- what your example would be. And that we've talked about this before, is the um now I lost his name. They, they do the WNBA games. Uh Ryan Ruco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: uh and um the hyphenated uh, woman's name.
1: No, her uh the former um Connecticut Liberty player. Um the like Italian looking woman. No, the she was like the she was like the first player drafted by the Liberty and um she went to Connecticut. Um Oh my god! Why am I not remembering? Um. Anyway, they do. We've talked about this before. How they're really good together. Rebecca Lobo. Yeah, Rebecca Lobo. Yeah, of course. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're really good together, and they do a good job, and they they sort of balance like a little bit of humor, but a lot of like sort of analysis, and they're and they and they've got a good rapport and stuff like that and stuff too. They're really great, like you know, so. The job's not easy, I don't think, to do, and not everybody can do it, but everybody thinks they can do it, and I think that's the problem. Well, I, Mark Jackson
0: can't do shit. And the funny thing is, is, like, there's always, like, you, Stan and Gundy was even, like, announced as a possible candidate for the Houston Rockets jobs. These guys could never fucking coach in the NBA again. No, no. Like, they, they're, 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 they, to, to, uh, they're, I appreciate their fucking publicists putting it out there as though they're still, like, a wanted, like, Functioning commodity outside of the fucking robot world that they're in, but they're like Mark Jackson is just not good, and Jeff Van Gundy is such an egomaniac that he like believes everything that he thinks. Like he's like, I thought that that's the truth. Like I thought that like i must be true. It's crazy. I I I hate it. And so for that that for to listen to them, which I think most people disagree is like unpleasant shitty refs, shitty Miami heat, and then then the whole story is Jokic who's like a essentially a board, like just an uninteresting human being. It's just like a boring finals. This is a terrible finals.
1: Mm, okay. I didn't enjoy it. Which so uh, let me ask you this. Would you rather not have announcers at all and just sort of listen to the the No, cuz
0: I've I do that. So when you're when you're watching a if you if you get blacked out on a on a uh, a league pass game you can still watch like four of the cameras and just hear the the inner like just hear the sounds of the game right and it's it's not pleasant like it's not right. pleasant also something needs to talk over all the shit the music and the yelling and the like yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. Right. clap your hands like there has right. to be something that like talks over that and i don't mind like it's like i'm back to my point like i don't mind analysis like i want to learn yeah, yeah, but yeah. it, but it's so the th- y- there is no like, and I think that goes across the board. Like, I think that's like all of ESPN. I think that's all of like any of the talking head shows. Like, there's this assumption that people will turn it off if like they get too granular with like actual information, and so they need to keep it light and jokey and "mama, the girl's a man" and like all that bullshit.
1: And I just don't. I, do think, I disagree. I, I think they also rely on the on the names. Uh, you know, or sort of, you know, the the brand of these people now too. Like they're well known, they're established. Like people are tuning in to listen to them I mean, or watch them. Coaches that they never don't think win that's a, true at all. Coaches
0: that never win a championship.
1: Right. And so I think I, I think you hit on something very um perfectly there. At some point, where you're during your diatribe, was that the, they have nothing to say anymore, right? So like I, I feel like they should be refreshing these these teams and these broadcasters. Because they have more been out them. of the game for so long. I mean, like but just bring like every five years or something just just keep you know bringing try someone new bring someone in like you nobody's really there to listen to these people like it's not going to affect your rate how could two of the most unsuccessful coaches in the nba history be like
0: the two guys that people look to for playoff games
1: well i mean mark's also i mean i'm not defending him but mark's also like a former player like to i was I, talking I, about it, the van Gundy's. to I mean, mark sure so yeah removed the game but uh, yeah I, yeah I, I don't know like I, at some point, everyone these executives or these that runs these these broadcasting things are like probably just so like comfortable. they don't want to look for the next person, right? They don't want to keep searching. They're too lazy. But, to, to, but that's uh, the, and then they or they come up with like Richard Jefferson,
0: just like the most milquetoast, boring human being ever. It's like, oh yeah, well we got we got a new one. Yeah, yeah. he unbuttons his
1: shirt though, so he, he referees know, sometimes,
0: appealing. like gross. You know, like I don't know, I don't, he, I don't have an answer.
1: No, but I, I'll have, I have a good, I think I have a good example for you is that, you know, like Kendrick per- Perkins started doing ESPN and he was sort of new and refreshing, had a different voice. Yeah. Right. And, and for the first couple of years, it was great because he, he would say things that weren't, not everybody else was saying, but now it's just like, he just, he basically like, he says it, what everybody else is saying. Like yeah. there's, it's it just, at some point they all kind of slide back into this, Take this time. sort of basic uh, repertoire of. Of things, yeah, because it's a hard job, and to do it every day in front of people is like, yeah. Every... Even Tony Romo, Tony Romo was amazing, but he yeah. he was like it was three years; he was like a flash in the pan.
0: Yeah, and now yeah, now he's and just now he's annoying. Troy, yeah. Well, no one's
1: and i don't and i don't enjoy that i would rather see them sort of try you know cycle through new players or people or coaches or whoever again i don't care if you're successful or not because there's there's a lot of players who who, who are you know really a hall, a hall of fame players who don't become good coaches right like just because one doesn't necessarily translate to the other and okay. like a lot of players are or or certain play certain positions or you know they'll see the game just differently and that's what i want Maybe in in those sort of broadcasting roles, it's just someone who maybe sees the game a little differently, or who can explain it a little differently to me for a few years, yeah. and then move on to the next one. I
0: mean, Jalen was the same way. Jalen was like so interesting and great mm-hmm. at, at first, and everyone was like, "Oh, do you, I like Jalen?" You know, like it was like kind of like everyone was discovering they liked Jalen, and mm-hmm. now Jalen is just like, I feel like he's just like, I'm here. I'm getting this paycheck. Like, he yeah, doesn't, he doesn't even right. want to try anymore. He's just got other ventures, and he just like it's.
1: Exactly. when him and it was jaylen jacoby they had the podcast yeah it was great it was amazing and yeah, when was... they were doing the show for a few years it was great you know when they, when they were on the tv YouTube then show? yeah like after yeah. a while like you just like you can't nothing lasts forever
0: no well except this podcast um, not for nothing <laughs> <laughs> although it nearly ended with the tiptoes soliloquy which
1: i'm not gonna give up on uh i want to say something because you brought it up to this whole Jokic thing Narrative now with this him winning a championship and the MVP and the whole thing, and now everyone's bagging on Embiid, winning you know winning the MVP and ruining this perfect season for Jokic, but and that's not what I want to focus on. Yeah, but it's also now it's like now everyone's considering the Jokic to be one of the greatest players of all time. I know it's crazy, and and, and a top ten center of all time, which I, I could see that because like once you get after like six or seven, like there's a big argument of like who's actually like you know could be on those lists and yeah, whatever. That's fine. But the fact that they're even bringing Jokic up as a, as one of these guys and he wasn't even a top 75 player like 2 years ago when they did the top 75 list. Like that's fucking crazy.
0: I feel like this is like a little Dwight Howard-y. Like I he's got sure he's doing great things and he's won a a, a chip already, but like yeah. and and two MVPs is nothing to shake a stick at. But remember when like Dwight Howard was like the greatest player on earth? Yeah. And every and and then he just wasn't because it's hard yeah. to do that as a center. Ben yeah. Wallace same thing. Yeah. Ben yeah. Wallace was unfucking stoppable. One Rings was one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And then they're like, you know, oh no. So, I think it's premature. I think I don't I'm I don't I question my ability to watch a basketball game cuz I honestly don't see why he's so great. I I I have I'm maybe too dumb. Maybe I just don't like his style of basketball. I don't see why he's like considered one of the greatest of all times, but his resume's there. You know he's well on his way, but yeah. but also like we we have fascination with lists. Basketball is this game where you have to do greatest of all time, and people just ins- ins- insist on being right. And
1: I, they just I, live in the they just they live too much in the in the in the current moment. Like
0: yeah, so I, I, I think. Forget the,
1: about all the other players that used to play.
0: I think what Jokic needs to do is is uh, last. I mean, I, to me, the greatest center of all time is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, second, second highest career points, first highest until this year. Won multiple rings on different teams. MVP, one of the greatest college basketball players of all time. Mm-hmm. Political activists, like, hated by everyone. And, and to me, like, that he's, you can wilt and fucking Bill Russell me to death, but Kareem played against some badass motherfuckers, too. Mm-hmm. Like, w- you can't say that about Will and, and Bill Russell. They played against fucking garbage players. Like, facts is facts. But Kareem, like, then Kareem adjusted his game and played with, like, great, other great players Mm -hmm. and and fought against really good fucking centers when you, like, threw punches. Like, I, 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 I. so, so the argument doesn't mean anything to me because suddenly, like, Jokic is ahead of Kareem and, and I just. I mean, I don't think anybody's going that far, but. I do. I mean, I, I think that that, I think that conversation's already happening because there's, like, a recency bias for everything.
1: Yeah, you're right. There is.
0: Um, now, do I think Jokic is the best center in the game? No, I still think Giannis is the best center in the game. Like that, like right now, I think like if if I still I still think Giannis is the most dominant. Oh, sorry, I don't think
1: dominant. People consider Giannis as a center.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's tr- I guess he is like I think he's a forward, right, and voting and shit. So I guess he yeah. is he's a four. So yeah, I guess you're right. Jokic is Jokic is I, Jokic is fantastic. He's hilarious. I love that he doesn't want to be in Denver. Like, cause it's lame. He doesn't want to be in the United States. I know. Man. I love it when they showed like people in his hometown. They were sitting on like actual like boxes. Like, they were like, we can't hold on this too long. Like it's depressing. Like I, let's when,
1: not, So and, with all this, with all this y- yogic talk, right, and like being so great and on his way to being Hall of Fame or whatever, in one of the greatest. I mean, the he's already the in the, he's in the Hall of
0: Fame. That's a done deal. I uh, yeah, I think so too. Basketball's but, easy. Like Bill Russell's in the Hall, Bill Walton's in the Hall of Fame. He's like a better resume than him already.
1: Uh, Maybe not yeah. many rings, uh, sure. but yeah. You know. I don't know. But here's my point though, to sort of sum this whole thing up with Jokic. Wouldn't it be great that like he just he, doesn't it feel like now at some point, like I was thinking this when they were all talking about this right after the game and they're all just giving him all of his, you know, accolades and telling him his greatest and all these things. It's like what it, can't you just see it and picture it? Like whenever his contract expires in like two years, three years, four years, whatever, he's just gonna retire and go back to. It. I hope so. I really think that that's. I think that's the like he's move. He's not interested in playing for I ten think, more. Years. I think that's the power
0: move. If he's got money and he's, and he's accomplished what he needs to accomplish, then I think his legacy could be the greatest player of all time. Because mm-hmm. we would just never know, and that would be awesome if he won like two more rings and another MVP, like three MVPs and three rings in like seven seasons, it would be fucking amazing. Just, I mean, yeah. people, he'd be in the conversation with Jordan and fucking LeBron at that see, point.
1: See, I was going the other way with it where he's just going to walk away and then you can't sort of, well, I guess you're saying the same thing is like, you're just going to have to sort of project. Yeah. His you have greatness. to project it. You have to project his greatness, but he's, like, th- he's, he's not, he's like, not going to give a shit. He becomes, shit it it he becomes like,
0: like Roberto like. Clemente in that moment. You know, he's
1: like, yeah, I, I I feel like everyone's gonna be like, oh, well, you know, like he just walked away from he doesn't really love the game, he doesn't want to like, you know. I feel like I feel like there's gonna be that's a turn. the coolest
0: shit about him. No one knows fucking anything. Yeah, no one knows anyone anything about him. That's great. That's the best part. He just seemed. They're like, did you see the way he hugged all the Heat players before he celebrated? Is like, I'm, well, that's the story. That's what's exciting. Like Kevin Garnett molested a fucking. Like on the court reporter after he won the championship. Like everyone does their own things, you know. Who cares? Can we switch to the Liberty for real quick?
1: Yeah, hold on. Can we take a pause? Though? I got a fucking mailman or something on the. Uh... You want to take a pause? He's he's ringing my fucking bell here. Go go! I'm gonna keep on. I'm gonna stay on. All right, there. you can just talk.
0: So, tiptoes. Now, now that Chris is gone, ladies and gentlemen, I'll him. Give... Tiptoes is one of the craziest movies I've ever seen. And the fact that Chris got uncomfortable there at the end because I was talking about little people and it made him like feel awkward and I think he was a little afraid and he gets a little PC even though he's spitting out weird pedophilia stuff sometimes. The movie itself is worth watching not just because it's like not just because it's like, "Oh, let's look at little people." It's 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 fascinating in the cast. <laughs> the number of people like the award-winning actors that are in it uh we're back to tiptoes, by the way, Chris.
1: Uh, I'm just gonna go back to the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh you want to talk about WNBA? Because Sue Bird's jersey got retired this weekend. Oh, I didn't see that. That's fantastic.
0: Great for yeah. Sue Bird. Yeah. I did. I mean, I, here's the here's the segue, I would say, is uh did you see Mikel Bridges and and Grant Williams at the Liberty game? I saw I saw a clip of it, yeah. Oh man, they were hyped. It was so fun. It was like it like that the game against the the wings i guess uh was like such a great like everything clicked it seemed like all the like the coaching was like in the right place like the right people were they were draining threes like the crowd was super into it i was like here we go i inescu or however you pronounce that last name had scored 37 the game before like they were they were seemed to be like i was like all right the right of the ship and and then they play atlanta and I'm, uh, yeah, they, like, I think, like, Inescu got, like, a day's rest. So then, but really, like, Stuart should have had the day's rest because she goes one for 14. The wheels entirely fall off. It's terrible coaching, bad ref, rough, refing as well. But I'm just like, this team's going to kill me. Like, I can't, like, they <laughs> should, I don't get them. I get, like, as soon as I think I under, as soon as I'm like, all right, here we go. Like, they kept, she, they kept, uh johanneson long enough so that she so so that like there there was enough rest and that vandersloot is maybe like getting a little long in the tooth and so there's a little bit of like playoff there thornton gets a little bit more burn makes some threes like we never see dolson and i'm like here we go like this is the squad and then fucking flash forward three days two days and they're losing to one of the worst teams in the WNBA with like ter- just terribly coached and and I mean they all sucked. Everyone sucked. So I don't know, man. I'm like I was ready to be on this on this podcast and excited about the Liberty and now I'm just back to like I don't know what the fuck's happening.
1: I mean, okay, they're in third place. They're still 6 and 3. We we've even talked about they're going to struggle at times a few games here and there, right? Like it's, this isn't, it's a long you know, season. I know it's a long season. And then, and we kept talking about they're they're you know, we kind of got to wait for the second half for them to, to play enough games. I think like I, you're, I, I don't know. I don't know why, why you're, you're still sort of high on your expectations of this team. I don't know what,
0: because, I, because I've been following them for three years and it felt like this was the year.
1: Yeah. But we kept and, saying like, this isn't going to be like from the start, like this isn't going to be an amazing team.
0: Uh, did you hear that Jeff Van Gundy when he when he like made my prediction and said that the that the Aces were gonna potentially run the table based on nothing and then he they lost immediately? I was like, yes, <laughs>
1: that's so awesome. <laughs> Fuck you, Van Gundy. Right, and I mean that's the thing. Even they're gonna have like a bad game once in a while, right? And and you know, like they're gonna have an off night shooting. Not, well, I'm not. I'm not it. worried.
0: The- I'm not worried that the the Liberty are. Are not going to like make the playoffs or anything like that. I just think that like the middle is is nice. Like I think the Sky are nice. Like I I I they enjoy seem to enjoy playing with each other. They Mm -hmm. they look good. I I liked what I saw out of the Wings. I I thought I think I don't know, man. I think that there's like I don't think you want to get I don't think you want to get caught up in the middle, man. I think you want to have a fairly dominant regular season. We got the wrong Sabali.
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, can we have the good wrong Sabali? Sabali? You just you weren't we have, getting the other have, one because she was the top. Can, two we have, r- can we
0: have the good Sabali? She's so good. Can we have the good Sabali? i <laughs> trade her straight up. <laughs> just sister for sister? Yeah, sister for sister. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what it, I don't, I, to, and, and, uh, First of all, proper flowers to Super, the goat, the greatest, the logo, the fucking my favorite. The reason I like the WNBA, still my one of my favorite players of all time. She's coming to Liberty games. Oh, and so is JJ Redick. Give him, give him credit. Like he comes to a lot of them. Uh, I, I that said, I'm not I, full disclosure. I'm not watching a lot of the rest of the league. I'm pretty much just fo- focused in on, like all my time is spent watching Liberty game. Maybe now that the NBA is over, that'll change. Have is, yeah. what? Have you been watching anything else?
1: Uh, i've seen any trends i have trying to watch games that would well, i mean they just come on the tv and like i can find it and stuff yeah uh the last week though i i haven't been able to watch any games um well, go back and watch if you if you
0: can i don't know if you have the ability to
1: like re-watch
0: anything but the the or if or just like the 20 minute breakdown of the the liberty wings game it was a, it was a it was a great like it was a great game it was kind of like what you want to see with like modern nba like people like good three-point shooting but also like good ball movement and in a little bit of an inside out game like they, they 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 can be so good and they just
1: yeah they'll get there right they'll they're get, gonna get there. they'll get there they'll figure it out they'll get there
0: they're gonna
1: yeah. get there yeah it'll be fine okay it'll be okay but yeah, if you can, try to watch some of the other teams. Like you I like, you're I already found
0: Chicago. I'm in. I'm in. I'm all in on Chicago. I like, I love watching that team. I, I haven't brought myself to watch an Aces game this year, and I hate the Sun. So, like, I'm, I, like, I, it's hard for me to, and the, I want, like, the, the bottom's bad. The bottom's pretty bad. Although Seattle did win. I think, did they win? The, they must have won the night that Sue Bird got her.
1: No, they lost ago? that night. They, la- uh, they won last night against Phoenix, I think. Oh, okay. Um, But I would say, like, check, yeah, like, like, check out Atlanta and check out Indiana because they have a lot of the young, newer stars that are kind of coming up. And like Aaliyah Boston on Indiana is incredible. And I haven't actually watched her yet, but I was just watching some of the, like, the clips and highlights of her. She's so good. Like She's so smooth and, like, so just natural, like a ball player, like inside and out, man. She's just nice. I want to like that team. Right, and so and it's like Sabaldi with Dallas. You know, like she is it's like she's incredible to watch. Right, she's so like, good, naturally gifted. You know, kind of...
0: She has like a. She's such a fluid game when that, like I, I'm, she's one of the players I'm convinced could like play, maybe not in the NBA, but could play like on a like a D two college men's college team. Like I think she's like I think she's pretty. Um, not to compare apples to oranges but she's a truly good basketball
1: player. Yeah. I think she's incredible. Um, and even like with Atlanta, it's Ryan Howard. Uh, like she's, I think she was last year's number one pick. Like she's really good. Like there's a lot of good young players in there too. Now that, that need, we need to start, you know, paying atten- more attention to and stuff. And I, and I think that's sort of the, where, you know, it goes back to like, what team should I watch or how do I get in? How do I get in to the WNBA? You know, like how do I start watching it? like, Find some of these players. Find some of these young players. Find some of the old players. Just enjoy the, just enjoy the game and, and the amazingness of, 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 some of, these, of some of these women.
0: I think, that's, I think that's a great point. A good way to end this is like, when I watch the Liberty play teams I don't know that well, I'm always like, there's always two to four players on the other team that I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. this is great. Like, they're mm-hmm. great. And that's how I get swung by like Dallas or, or Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, who are now exactly. my two of my favorite teams.
1: <laughs> that's good. I like that. I like how you're building. It's not just one team and you can start building. That's how, that's how you start watching the whole the whole league. Oh, Chris. I like it. Also, uh if you go just go check out Sue Bird's outfit on her on her uh jersey retirement night. It's incredible. She's wearing this like bright green like Kelly green I guess or something like uh like a uh, double-breasted suit. It's it's fucking oh, sick. Not just
0: not just her awesome like quarter length pants and like oversized t-shirt vibe that she usually wears
1: no no okay. it's it, like it, like she went she was like total this is CL storm like sonics green nice it's, it's, it's great nice
0: yeah all right big up sue bird uh chris i'm gonna tiptoe on out of this one uh <laughs> you have yourself a wonderful week everybody and uh yeah i'm glad we didn't cancel the show today
1: yeah me too
0: bye bye
1: <laughs> i no, no, no.